Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. VGK falls out of first place in the Pacific Division. The Honda Pacific, I might say, as the Kraken continued to roll. And how will VGK react? What's their reaction going to be after blowing another, uh, wow, another lead in the standings? Like, uh, this reminds you so much like last year. And what is wrong with Jack Eichel? We'll try to figure that out. I don't know if we have many answers, but we'll definitely discuss that. And also coming up today, Chris has a conversation, not with himself, but with me, about power forwards. Hi again, everyone. Tony Cardasco along with Chris Golick. We come to you from Las Vegas each and every day. My goodness, I was just, uh, I felt like I was doing the Cassidy there for a minute, <laughs> swaying around. <laughs> we come to you each and every morning. Thanks for making us your first listen. Of course, uh, you could find us wherever you get your podcast. Find us on Twitter at Tony Dasco, at TD Chris G, at Lockdown VGK, and on YouTube. Please subscribe right there. Lockdown Golden Knights. And we want to remind everyone that we are brought to you by our new sponsor, FanDuel. Sign up today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Place your first $5 bet, and you get $150 in free bets, win or lose. That's at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Seattle, we have to start with the Kraken this morning because, yeah, there's an expansion team in first place today, and it's not the VGK. Nah, they're no longer considered an expansion team. In any event, uh, the Kraken last night with a big win as uh, they defeated Vancouver. Uh, this is a team already that has topped their points, Mark, from last season. They have 61 <laughs> wow. points. Isn't that pretty amazing, right? Seattle with uh, two games in hand. Uh, they're tied, actually, with VGK. Higher percentage there, points percentage, and what have you. And so, Chris, how do you feel VGK will react, especially with many of the same Golden Knights that were part of that El Foldo team a season ago. This was a, a VGK team, right? At the end of last year, they were in first place. Same thing here, end of December. And now th this, this Kraken team, I'm starting to take serious because in the month of January, check this out, 10, 1, and 2, while the VGK now have lost five of six. So I, I just dug up an old email. August 31st, we did um, a discussion about over under points. Uh, all of the different hosts had to talk about how they felt their team was going to do against the projected over under points by uh, a former uh, betting uh, websites. Seattle Kraken. And let's talk about last season first before this season. Last season, they opened at 92 and a half points, which actually for and a regular expansion team that's actually pretty good, weird things, but whatever. They only got 60 points last year, Tony. So to your point, they already topped last year. This year, their over-under projection as of August 31st was 83 and a half points. Mm -hmm. So that's actually pretty interesting. And then let's see, we have, is this the over-unders? What is this? Okay, and then now we have updated point totals as of January 5th. Let's see what that got adjusted to here. I'm curious now. And there will be a conversation coming. And still 93 and 
Okay, so the line never, maybe the line never changed either way. So, but interesting. I mean, like you said, they, uh, they're they kind of coming out of nowhere in a sense where we didn't expect this to happen. And Seattle, we knew was on a good path, right? We knew they were doing what the VGK possibly should have done, except the VGK, you know, had a crazy run. And obviously that's that's history now. But the Seattle Kraken, they're even accelerating things a little bit right now. They're speeding up their... I don't think they, you know, when, how are these people sit around and think about the outlooks in their season? I don't know if the people in Seattle, whoever runs that team is sitting around saying, okay, this is the year we put it all together. We're going to make a run. No, that's, I don't think that's the discussion. Vegas, that's the discussion. And obviously Tampa, that's the discussion in Colorado, but you know, Seattle, it's, I mean, let's keep on going. Let's keep on working this thing here. And now Seattle has some decisions to make. They're going to be, um, an interested party as the trade deadline approaches. And the fact that the Vegas Golden Knights are not in first place, that's just something else. I mean, is that going to be motivation or is that going to be something else to get in their heads? Because right now the VGK can't get out of their own way. Unfortunately, there's been mistakes after mistakes. And even Monday, I'm sorry, Monday, Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday's game against the devils where I did feel there was, it was a turning point. It was a step in the right direction. There were some blunders in that game. All three goals, we can, you know, point to some interesting defensive play, if you will, mainly Alex Petrangelo's positioning on that overtime goal. But point being is, yeah, Seattle, it's 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 February right now. It's February. They're still there. They are legits. Like it or not, they are going to be a legit contender for the Honda West. You know, it's uh, so interesting. Ron Francis, of course, the general manager there has pretty much followed the footprint of VGK uh, in so many ways. And then maybe, maybe better, Tony, maybe better. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course they added some pieces in the off season. Martin Jones, Martin Jones, the last, get these numbers. Who is this guy? The last 19 games, Chris, 16, two and one. He hasn't played VGK, Tony. That's the only reason. Isn't that incredible? So how does he just turn it around? Yes, at, at the end of the season, to your point, it's a home and home. This is going to end. He doesn't start either game. He doesn't start either game. <laughs> VGK and Seattle, home and home to round out the season. One team could be going home there if this continues, this trend. But you saw some positives out of VGK the other night. I know you were pretty hyped up about uh, the Golden Knights and the way that they played. It's just just something Bruce Cassidy instills like in this team when they go on the road again familiarity we discussed that with teams from the east there's something different about the hop in their step when they go on the road and now of course they're back in the confines where Cassidy feels most comfortable yeah I mean there's a whole lot of things right there and I think something else to remind ourselves this is a veteran roster this is an old roster i mean i don't know how we rank as amongst the rest of the uh 31 year 31 nhl clubs as far as average age goes but this is an old roster i don't care what we rank this is an old roster most of these players with a couple exceptions have been through all of this before whether it's a rough run winning a stanley cup alex petrangelo most recently Cassidy obviously has had deep playoff runs and he's had the highs and lows of the regular season. And I go back to speaking with Alex Petrangelo a couple different times in media scrums after games, uh, most notably the Detroit game. And he was very 
nonchalance, not the word, but very nonchalance about the struggles at home right now and just go back to work, do your thing, and basically compared what he did to anyone working a regular job. If you're struggling, you just go back to work, you punch in and you work and you know you trust whatever's in front of you and you trust it's all going to work out. So there's not a lot of panic or major concern in that locker room. And I don't think it's lip service. We've heard Riley Smith allude to this before. Uh, Nick Haig was one of the players out for the interviews last time. He mentioned it. Uh, William Carlson, same thing. Just all these players aren't necessarily taking this that hard right now. So there is some guidance, and I will probably credit Bruce Cassidy for this, for the right blend of get your heads out of your blankety blanks and also the right blend of Guys, there's 82 games in the season. There's going to be stretches. Let's get through this. So this team has a lot of leadership, a lot of leadership. And I think they can work through all of this because, I mean, well, they have no choice. I mean, if they this team doesn't make the playoffs, so many heads are going to roll. And on that point, we're talking, this is a, a standing segment right now. BGK at the moment is in a playoff position on paper by... I think it's actually six points. Oh, again, Edmonton. we're not talking about leading the division. I'm saying in a playoff position. Did you see Edmonton? Edmonton lost in uh, OT to Columbus last night. Yeah. A chance to gain. So they leave one point on the table. And for VGK too, Chris, uh, the one area where they've not done well is these four-point games. The four-point games are killing them. The division, season. of course. And the division. Yeah. They're not playing well against the division. That's really yeah, I mean, let's just say VGK takes care of business against Seattle a few weeks ago at home. Then VGK has 63 points. Seattle has 58 points. I mean, that's or 50, 59 points. Math is hard, but that's that's a big <laughs> deal right there. That's what we mean when we say a four-point game. So VGK, 61 points, 49 games played. Seattle's got two games in hand. That's huge by itself right that's there. That's so big. Yeah. Wild card two right now is the Cal Gary Flames. At 55 points, Minnesota's right there at 54 points. You got to think Minnesota is going to turn things up a little bit. I don't think Nashville or St. Louis or any of those teams make a run, but basically VGK 61 points. Wild card two has 55 points. The team on the outside looking in the Minnesota wild have 54 points. Minnesota get this folks. They've only played 46 games. Mike, we played 49 games. So basically let's just assume Minnesota has three wins right there. Give them six more points. They're at 60 points. Uh, the Flames, who have one less game played than us, is a 55. Let's give them 57. We're, we're two wins from not being in the playoffs right now. This, right. this is important to note right now. It's not about, oh, we're top of the Pacific. Oh, we're right there. It's No, we're if you're not leading the division, it's going to be so, so tight down the stretch. And four points might separate you from being a two seed in your division or not even being in the playoffs. So you look back at that effort against the Detroit Flyers. You look back against the Detroit at the Dallas Stars. Did I say Detroit Flyers? I did. Okay. That's you look back at that effort against too. the Detroit Red Wings. It's early. It's early. It's early. It was the Wi-Fi. The CD skipped. I actually said it, but, you know. So you look back at some of these rough home games that they had. The San Jose Sharks coming in and wiping the floor with us. Those are the differences. This last seven-game homestand. This last seven, we were supposed to stack victories, Tony. We were supposed right. to stack. Well, we two and five, right? Was it two and five in that homestand? Was that the final, uh, the final uh, record there? I'll look that up. But uh, it was ugly. Uh, uh, no, three and three and four, three and four. That still sucks, right? Wasn't it one win, four? two win, 
three yeah. wins. Okay, yeah, three and four. Right. That's not going to do it. I mean, at least at least give us four, two, and one. You know what I mean? That's what we expected. And so this is a Seattle team, Chris, in the month of January, 10, 1, and 2. 10, 1, and 2 in the month of January. And it's just it's pretty crazy the way that they've gone on this roll. They also have that eight-game win streak in which they won seven consecutive games on the row, uh, in a row, I should say. And uh, VGK, I went back and I tried to find some standings uh, towards the end of last year, the end of December. But in mid-December, uh, VGK was leading the Kraken 43 to 35 points, eight points, an eight-point lead about a month ago over Seattle. And quickly things are turning. And just the point that we want to make is th- this definitely is shades of last season. And as soon as VGK started to fall out of first place, they free fall and they free fall out of the playoffs oh is this on bruce cassidy this is his fault you know again this is definitely shades of last year is this going to play in the heads of vgk the players that were here a season ago if if, if they start to lose if they lose to the rangers what will they be like against the islanders uh they're going to have to come out with intent and purpose and they're going to have to play emotionally this is a season of narratives, Tony. We talk about it on TV how when things are going okay, they don't talk about it a whole lot. And then the second uh, the VGK starts, you know, losing, oh, it's the injuries, it's the schedule, it's you <laughs> bad know, ice. bad ice. It's bad ice. It's everything. And and listen, there is some bad luck that has happened with the injuries. We have to acknowledge that. We'll never not say it's not happening. But you know, back to narratives and things like that. I mean, listen, this team came out of this came out and started like they were shot out of a cannon, the narrative of all, oh, he missed the playoffs, the chip on the shoulder, all of that, you know, narrative, narrative, narrative. That was the narrative to start the season. And the team took it especially hard, especially the misfits and, you know, our five or six remaining players from that uh, OG VGK roster. Well, they're, they're not, where, where'd that chip go? Where'd that chip go? Last season. Yes. All the injuries, we will never take that away. The injuries you can say were worse, but I feel, and maybe I have to look at a, a game, you know, a starting roster from around January 26 last year. I feel like this roster right now is better than the roster we had out there. And maybe Mark Stone's injury happened a week or so later. It happened, I thought, early February was a shutdown. They announced Jack Eichel was coming. Very it's completely coincidental, by the way, how that worked out. It was just crazy how that worked out on the day, literally. But I don't know. I feel like this year's roster is better, but, and we'll talk more about Jack Eichel in the second segment. Where's he been? Uh, Him and Stevenson have had some good chemistry, but that's obviously gone away since Mark Stone's injury. The misfits, they're getting better. William Carlson got a goal last night, we or two nights ago, you know, exciting, but they're still missing all that secondary contribution and things like that. And, you know, a Will Carrier, I mean, that's a side impact as well right now. So so many things happening right now that are slowing this team down. At the end of the day, though, it's still a good roster. They play in a Charmin soft division. And if they cannot come out of this, I mean, if, even if they get like a low wild card, that's a failure because now they're going to start on the road against, you know, one of the top uh, hitters in the on each side here. I mean, it's this is, again, I said troubled waters. I think it was November or October against the Arizona. I think it was November because that's when things November. are starting to slow down. And I'm not happy that. I'm right right now. I'm not happy about that. <laughs> and the narrative now, of course, still like last year, turns to we're going to be better once everyone comes back. 
oh, we'll make a playoff push as soon as everyone returns. How'd that work out last year? Right. That's what I'm saying. So a, a lot of concern here. And when we return, uh, Chris will be talking about some of his observations that he's seen live with Jack Eichel, because something is definitely not right with Eichel. We'll get back to that when we return right here on Locked On Golden Knights. The NFL playoffs are here. We are really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On, because if you are new to FanDuel, it's even better. Uh, they have so many great features, so many good uh, betting on sports uh, props and lines and everything else. Uh, new customers, if you join today, you get $150 in free bets guaranteed. When you place your first $5 bet, uh, just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Plus, you can even combine all of your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. And it's all on the app. It's an app that is safe, secure, super easy to use. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet and get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the National Football League. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights. Long-winded Tony Cardasco along with Chris Golick here from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. We appreciate you doing that. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, definitely, uh, where there's a lot of shenanigans that you will see via video. Not, and knock, special, on, knock on wood, no, no gremlins this morning, Tony. What, what's happening here? What's happening? Uh, a special shout out to the Vegas Fever podcast because I was a guest on there, but talking hoops, UNLV college hoops, along with VGK. They're probably sick of me by now, so they're not going to tune in for VGK stuff. But, okay, so Chris, Chris, uh, people are asking us a lot, what is wrong with Jack Eichel? And I'd like to get your observations of what you see as you're watching him live. And also, what is it now, the last nine games he's really gone in the dumps since he missed the 11 games due to injury? So two things. One, I'm curious last year what his comparables were when he first came back to when he broke his thumb what his outpoint was from a statistical perspective. That's another discussion for another time. But obviously, we know it struggled as playing with a broken thumb will do to somebody. So his first 27 games, Jack had 29 points. His average points per game percentage, 1.07, which had him right on that pace for somewhere, you know, in the mid, mid to upper 80s. And there were, there were stretches where he was easily pushing a 90-point pace, no doubt about that. He gets injured. It happens. Okay, fine, whatever. But now it's nine games since he's been back. In those nine games, he still is sitting on, I believe, five points, and his average points per game is cut in half to 0 0.56. So you can't tell me. Listen, I get there's slumps, and Jack is a great player, so when he's high, you know, high as far as output and things like that goes, you know, it's it's noticeable, it's exciting, and equally or even more noticeable or unnoticeable, however you want to phrase that, when things aren't going well, we really see it. And I don't think this is, I think, I think there's an injury there. I honest to God think whatever happened to him is still lingering and it's slowing him down from being able to be noticeable on the ice. The Washington game on Saturday, there was flashes of 
that version of Jack Eichel where he goes behind the net. No one's there. Okay, he goes behind the net again, and eventually he will find somebody. And he's making those cross-ice passes. We've still noticed they're having a hard time finding someone to put with them as far as pairings go. Um, but he is just not as noticeable out there right now. And I think that's the biggest concern that I have. His points will come. If he's doing things like he did in that Caps game where he's creating time and space, the points will definitely find him, so to speak. He doesn't even have to do anything right now. But there are so many games when it's just like he's out there. And again, I'm not saying he's not trying. This is nothing about Jack Eichel's effort, I don't think, at least. I honestly think something is going on. There is a lingering leg injury that is slowing him down right now. And the fact that it's now been this many games since he's been back, and, you know, is this – is this a spot where Jack Eichel needs to be shut down? Is it that type of injury? I, let's not go that far here. But is this maybe some injury where it's not going to get any better unless it is surgically repaired? But it's not going to really, it's nothing that's going to stop him from playing either right now. So I'm curious if we learn sometime, you know, obviously McPhee won't talk to us, but he'll talk to a, one of the Canadian podcasts. If we hear, you know, how about Jack Eichel's thumb and now all of a sudden, oh, he was playing with, uh, I can't even think of what the injury might be, but something where he's going to go in for surgery a week after the season so he can be back for the next season. I don't know. We're speculating. That's what we do on a podcast. We speculate and we guess. And what I'm not guessing about is what his output is. And more importantly, I don't care about the points. It's just watching him in person. It is not anywhere near the same player it was pre-injury. And like in the Pittsburgh game, when he got that first goal, you saw some energy that game, right? I mean, a goal will do that. But even outside of scoring that goal, you really didn't see him doing a whole lot. So I'm real curious what happens. We got two more games, obviously, and then the BGK is going to be off for nine or ten days, I believe. So hopefully Jack obviously can get a little bit better. Maybe we'll see Shea Theodore this weekend, too. That's another uh, possible bright spot. So, you know, it's not all doom and gloom right now for the VGK, but sums up with Jack Eichel, and I hope whatever it is, he can get better soon because without Mark Stone, that was the difference last year, Tony, right? Mark Stone goes down, there is nobody to fill that void. Nobody. If Jack Eichel can't fill at least the the scoring output of Mark Stone, that's a big problem. Yeah, and so like we saw earlier this season, we could start to sense something was not right a while ago with Mark Stone. I think he came back way too fast. Okay. And we saw Emily Kaplan said yesterday or two days ago during the broadcast, it is, she confirmed it is a back injury, but it's not the same back injury that he had before. So is that good or is that good or bad, Tony? Maybe he's overcompensating, you know, in parts of his back, you know, how that happens. And we could sense that something wasn't right. It looked at times we said it, We said it back in November uh, that it looked like he was breaking down. And then lo and behold, you know, he goes out and he's injured and probably wind up on the LTIR. Same thing with Eichel. There's something that is definitely not right. And you couple perhaps, again, we know he's a tough kid. He played through the injuries last year and everything else. But perhaps he is also losing confidence. And I think that that could be a major factor. And you couple it with, Cassidy kind of harping on him and wearing him down and all these things together and no line mates, you know, it's, it's definitely not in his favor right now to be productive. It is. I mean, if you look at everything considered, uh, if this is an injury, okay, but everything else too, I mean, you jumble that all up and it's causing him not to play well. In Buffalo, Jack Eichel 
and this is kind of a shot at Buffalo, but there was never the pressure on Eichel to win. And what I mean when I say the pressure to win, there was never, there wasn't that many teams around him, or a lot of great players around him that could help the team win. It was all on his shoulders. And at some point, I think he just realized, hey, I'm going to do what I can, but you just kind of know what's coming. Now, Jack Eichel, he's never been to the playoffs. Never been to the playoffs. And VGK obviously invests so heavily in him, a player who has never been in the playoffs. So, of course. McCrimmon. Yeah. Invested in him. This is his job on the line. We talked about this in the offseason. A thousand percent. And I haven't been too heavy on the McCrimmon plan lately either, folks. If you haven't, I probably haven't tweeted McCrimmon plan in about a month or so. I almost got that on the back of one of my jerseys. I'm glad. uh, Maybe I'm glad I held out on that. But, um. So Jack Eichel, he has, it's a different pressure now in Vegas. He does have pressure to win. He does have pressure to lead, especially without Mark Stone in the lineup. So this is something new for Jack and you wonder how he's handling. And I know we're talking about a a salary or a player with an eight figure salary. Like I, I get all that. I know you're all scratching your heads. Oh, poor million dollar athletes, but Listen, they're still human once they step onto the ice. There is still passion. I do see it firsthand when I'm interacting with these players. And, you know, yes, sure, when they go home and they have a different life than, you know, you and I do as far as finances go. But that doesn't mean they don't care. That doesn't mean they are not going to react in a way as a human would when it comes to pressure, whether it's at your everyday job or an NHL athlete's everyday job. It does get inside your head. They are competitors. They do work hard and you know they hear when they're getting booed they hear when goofballs like me are asking questions about hey are you guys competing as hard as you can right now are you playing physical enough are you snake bitten you know all that stuff does wear on them and it it does because they start talking about it when i said the word snake bitten we saw it pop up uh the dog days of summer that was mentioned i want to (laughs) say in the monday game against the dallas stars i can't remember who asked it but only 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 vgk suffering from dog days Right, but point being, after someone said that, boom, it's 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 more infectious <laughs> it's than the coronavirus going through the locker room. Everyone <laughs> says it. So, you know, all these things are taking a toll right now, not just on Jack, but on everybody. But Jack Eichel is going to shoulder a lot of this because he's now still thinking in his head, you know, oh, insert inappropriate word here. I'm in danger not making the playoffs on this roster right now. And he knows McCrimmon's invested a lot in him. I'm sure that obviously weighs on him, too. And Listen, the hope is they start off really well. They've earned enough time to work through whatever this problem is that they're having. You hope that the health is going to come back much sooner than later. And it seems to be we're on the right track. Mark Stone withstanding. Um, Did Mark Stone come back too soon, Tony? Maybe. But I'll still say the same thing. We felt, I felt for a long time, Mark Stone was skating much more confidently on the ice. But you make a good point. Was whatever his previous injury or and, and it might not mean this year compensating, but whatever damage that was done in the previous season, trying to play through this, like all these things right now, all these questions, who knows? Yeah. And for Eichel, you'd like to see him get back to that explosive game. We haven't seen that jump. That's another part facet that's missing right now. The positioning is two, there, but the, but the jump is not. The one that's game. fair. He had two checks, remember? And Shea Theodore might return this weekend against uh, the Rangers or the that Islanders. That would be huge, huge. Because, because we still don't know the status of Alec Martinez. Alec Martinez, I'll, I'll tell you, man, that Pilat hit, that boarding shot, you, the one person that really cannot handle very many more hits is 
Alec Martinez. That's pretty fair, actually. It's pretty fair. That was a, that was a big pop for him, and the way that he crumbled, and I was very concerned. And we don't know if he'll be back on the ice. Hopefully, he is, and hopefully, he could shake it off here over the past couple of days. Coming up next, Chris wants to talk about VGK power forwards playing the power game. We'll get to that when we return right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. We appreciate you making us your first listen each and every day. Of course, our podcast free and available wherever you get your podcast and we are, of course, on Amazon Music now, where you can find us ad-free. So we have that going for us as well. And hopefully that catches on pretty soon. And Chris, the YouTube channel. You have a minute to talk about our YouTube channel. Uh, we're getting a lot of really positive responses from the fans. I really enjoy all the commentary there. Yeah, I mean, YouTube, it's certainly getting better. Um, you know, we're getting some subscribers here, some subscribers there, and it's it's fun. There's a lot of comments there, too, uh, good, bad, and otherwise, but it's certainly fun uh, interacting, not just on Twitter, but on YouTube. And, you know, you can see the shenanigans that we're up to, and there's usually plenty, and all my flow charts and graphs that I put in and things like that. And what is that one? I what point, is that flow chart right there? That was just me just basically making fun of myself. So there you go. But you can see my, my Phil Kessel towel. This, everything's backwards. My my gold bar, my Chicago Wolves uh, jersey with my name on it. That's no one's ever asked me. I'm surprised. Like that that's that doesn't say Eakin. That says Eakin. So my my friends uh, over at uh, Legacy Sports Cards had that jersey made for a signing when Cody Eakin was a VGK, and whoever made it obviously made a mistake, but he still signed it. So I had to pick that up uh, when I was in there maybe about a year or so ago. Just it's as actually a, funny. Yeah, it really I never is. noticed it. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. cool. So no one, fortunately, Cody Eakin's kind of forgotten. Otherwise, more people would, would notice that. So there you go. And here are all of my VGK jerseys right back there. They're right next to your too. Rangers jerseys, too. Oh, man. Rangers with a tough loss in Toronto last night. Tomorrow, of course. Two evenly matched that. teams. That was the narrative I saw there. <laughs> okay. You and your narratives, you want to talk about power forwards. Where are we going with this, Chris? Yeah, I'm not going anywhere with it beyond the fact that I think, I mean, let's talk about Will Carrier missing from the lineup right now, first of all. VGK in Will Carrier's absence, we don't have that player just crashing the net right now. And how many times have we heard Cassidy say, interior game, interior game? And, and we've heard him, how many times have we heard him say carrier? Too? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Will Carrier, carrier is the carry A He's the carrier. He's the carrier. He's, He's the carrier. carrier of the power forward system and the interior play. Without Will Carrier to do that, no one can carry a this team to the tough page. Ooh, that was pretty good right there. That was put good. That, that was put good. that on paper. So just kind of thinking back about successful power forwards the VGK has had and the roles they've had and maybe what VGK needs right now coming into what's hopefully going to be a playoff run. But we have now, instead of hopefully a playoff run, now it's hopefully making the playoffs. Like um, that's our narrative, hopefully making the playoffs. Um, Mark Stone, I think, does actually fill that power forward role. Unfortunately, that's not happening right now. Alex Tuck, I know we're talking a lot about Jack Eichel, but Alex Tuck is probably the best power forward, I think, pound for pound, pound, for pound this team has had. James probably. Neal. James Whoa. Neal. I mean, that's uh, he had one one season of magic left in him with the VGK, obviously. And, you know, James Neal was a very good power forward, did a great job getting to those dirty areas, scored so many goals around the net. 
Uh, Dave Perron, he wasn't a big Perron. player, but he played mm-hmm. a power role. He really did. He plays, he, he plays bigger. Yeah, if there is such a thing, right? He definitely does. And so going through who's on the VGK line, maybe Nick Wah is kind of a power forward to a degree. He's a got power, that vice. So, 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 so are you saying a power forward is similar to a power forward in basketball? They play a gritty, hard, tough yeah. role. Plus, they play heavy. They play heavy, right? Is that yeah, what exactly? Saying? And you know, other notable, like I'll still say, is Boone Jenner would be such a welcome <laughs> addition to this team. Boone Jenner would be such a welcome addition. I don't Boone know if Columbus Jenner. is gonna trade their captain, but you know, but like, listen, Tom Wilson. There's 31 teams that hate Tom Wilson. He's probably the best power forward in the game right now because he does score goals. He also goes berserk and does angry things to people. Ryan Reeves was a is a power forward without the hockey sense, unfortunately. So, you know, I think that that's the one thing that the beat was. Was that a piece of like dust that just came off your fan, Tony? I saw that. Did you did you see that? I did see that. That was pretty funny. Man, more this well, this is why you watch the YouTube. So going to the Silver Knights games at first. Going to the Silver Knight, we're going off script now. We're done, by the way. But Silver Knights games at the Orleans. (laughs) Every game, there would always be like a random piece of confetti that would come from the ceiling at the Orleans Arena. And the first thing, the first interesting thing about that is they don't have many events there at the Orleans Arena. So what year was this confetti from? And here comes the <laughs> fog. Now this is getting even better, Tony. This is priceless. So the fog. Nice. There you go. You fixed it. Don't fix it. That's Whatever. People love the fog. So my kids, every time the confetti would come down, they'd start yelling Foghorn. confetti monster. I would take a video of it hitting the ice and stuff and all that. So that's what, that's what just happens to Tony. Oh, my God. So, but yeah, a, a VGK is in need of whether it's Jenner or whoever. I think that's the type of player that the VGK is going to need right now. If we end up with Patrick Kane or Bo Horvat or someone like that, fine, so be it. But if we're not going to go the route of a 6 or $7 million acquisition, a power forward in that three to four million dollar range might just be what the VGK needs. Oh my god! Whatever that was, that was flying. A little bit of dust from the ceiling from the fan uh, started stirred up the fog. I think the fans are going to be happy to see the return of the fog. That's it's they may have the, I'll, I'll be happy if our fans may have this far to the podcast. Okay, so no, they do. They dig deep because I'm not very good at my editing skills sometimes, and sometimes some days it shows. And so I put in our commercials over me talking. At least it wasn't Chris. At least... Oh, my goodness. Um, Bruce Cassidy does like it when his players stick up for one another. Okay. And so who was it? Howden the other night was yeah. sticking up. And Petro, when we saw Martinez get just walloped into the boards, uh, he's, he definitely wants someone that will stick up for the other teammates. He needs somebody. He needs that heavy on his team. Sorry about that. No doubt. And, and every team, there this isn't go. unique to, to us, but Bruce Cassidy is probably an, an old school coach to that degree, where I think uh, if, if you were to take a poll of the 32 NHL coaches, yes, fighting or no fighting, Bruce Cassidy is definitely going to check uh, that yes box, as is uh, Gerard Gallant, but maybe Pete DeBoer is going to check the no box. So, yeah, I mean, listen, stuff like that. We we talked about this before too, Tony. Maybe GK just needs a game where it's a brawl from the word go. Yeah. Fight after fight, a line brawl breaks out, just pure mayhem. Logan Thompson finally gets his goalie fight. This is similar to what happens in baseball when you do have a, a team that has a bench clearing brawl or something like that. And all of a sudden, 
the switch goes on. It's the excitement, whatever, whatever something like that does to charge a team up. Maybe VGK needs a game like that. I don't know if you're gonna get that against the Rangers or the Islanders. There's not a lot of uh, animosity, so to speak. There, I mean, I don't know. Maybe there is, maybe there isn't. But every now and then, you know, something like that might just turn things around, especially with the All Star break coming. You know, let them get out of their system. I mean, Islanders are struggling big time right now. VGK can hopefully win that game and do it while maybe playing a not a dirty brand of hockey, but you know, just uh, going out there and be the bullies for a game. Go out there and be the bullies for a game. I think that's really what VGK needs, and they can take that. That could be their memory, right? We went to New York, and we not only won the game, but we just beat the living crap out of them. And, you know. You you believe believe if uh, VGK plays the same way that they played against the Devils, they could defeat the Rangers at MSG. I think they can go. I think they can win both games. I really do. If they play I am, that same I am happy with the game on Tuesday. A couple defensive blunders, but you're not going to get 60 minutes of clean hockey. There's no team in hockey that's going to get 60 minutes of clean hockey. Braden McNabb is in the wrong spot for a deflection. Okay, fine, whatever. You know, trying to block a shot. Again, he's putting his body out there, trying to block it. It hit him in the one spot in his shin pad that bounced straight to the net. Okay, fine. Good good job. Uh, good shot by uh, Dougie Hamilton, knowing the situation. All the credit in the world for that. Korzak's positioning on the first goal. Okay, we can right. talk about that. And obviously the overtime goal, whatever. But if they play that efforts, that brand of hockey, there's no way they can't get three points of a possible four in New York. I'll say it like that. And I'm guaranteed, okay with that. Guaranteed on that short bus ride from uh, the Rock there in New Jersey to New York City after the game, you know Logan Thompson was in the ear of Bruce Cassidy. And he was saying... I am starting against the circuit. There's no way that he won't be in that. And we'll see. Hill. No, it's got to be LT we'll against the Rangers yeah, we'll and Aiden Hill Aiden against Hill. the Islanders. It has to yeah. be. And if it's not, or even the other way around, if they do it the other way around, fine. No, no. I think play. in a marquee game, I think LT wants to come right back. And especially Madison Square Garden. Yeah, I'm with you, Tony. To I'm with back you. Against the best goalie on the planet right now. It's just Durkin, of course. We thank everyone for tuning in. Oh, I'm a Ranger fan. Martin uh, Jones, the best goalie, Tony Martin Jones. My goodness, what a season. What a turnaround. He's comeback player of the year of uh, the decade. Not of in the last decade. two games. <laughs> we thank everyone for tuning in. We appreciate you listening and joining us via YouTube. Make sure that you subscribe. Coming up tomorrow, the preview of the weekend's games, as well as what the Friday WTF. From a man, Chris Golick, Tony Kardaska from Las Vegas. See you tomorrow right here on Lockdown Golden Knights.